We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 190. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Atmospheric River. Ooh. Wait a minute, wait. Yeah, we're going to talk about that more later on in the podcast. But I was going to title this 10% Hatched. And I didn't because, well, the main reason is, is because usually if you put a percent sign in SoundCloud, it really doesn't understand what a percent sign is. So I changed it. But uh, let's go with 10% hatch. And I know... As in yesterday was a big bust? Well, okay. Personally... Or the dome protected us. One of the two. Personally, I don't think it was a bust. I think it was just a misalignment. So, Corey, you jump in whenever you... I'm going to jump in. Okay. Not that it was a bust or not a bust or anything else, but I must say I've read three weather pages today, get on there, and feel like they had to apologize for their people for hyping up, and they didn't even hype it up, for advertising a storm system that didn't happen. Explaining weather. why it didn't happen, but we're all prepared, and blah, blah, blah. you don't have to do that. No, I yeah, I'm it's with weather. you. Weather, it can change. I mean, well, no, I mean, but see, the thing about it is, it did happen. We had a lot of tornado warnings. We had some that caused a lot of damage, right? But not quite in the ten percent hatched area they were talking about. You know, um, what they look at. I mean, I, I don't blame anybody. I don't blame no. the Storm Prediction Center. I don't blame the National Weather Service. I don't blame the TV guys. I don't blame anybody because it's weather. You know, it's even a- some of the comments on our posts was like, "I don't know what they've done for their upgrades, but they're always wrong on storms these days. They weren't back in the day, but now they can't yeah, forecast." No. There's no way to forecast. Actually, it, they're no. much better. They actually are much better. Yes. I mean, but you can't bat a thousand. It, no. e- even the baseball players can't bat a thousand. There, it's, I mean, if you do, you, I mean, has anybody batted a thousand? No. Okay. See, but um, <laughs> how about five hundred? And no. I mean, okay. it's literally watching the skies and looking for the right elements to all come together at the right time. All you can do is predict what's out there. Uh, yeah. There's no. Yeah. Definitive. Now we answer. have good models. We have good models. They have been tweaked. Uh, the GFS, I know, has been been tweaked and upgraded. Uh, wasn't that like a new – when they talk about oh, – I forget the name. I know, they Corey, have a name got, for I know Corey got worried when yeah. it started raining before it should. Oh, well, like well, he was like, it now, should still be the, sunny By the time right it now. got to Branson – well, before that, it wasn't much. But then by yeah. the time it got to Branson, it started ramping up and ramping up and that raining line. pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, there, there were well, two that was lines. a low-level jet. 
Yes, yes, right before the actual right. front coming in. Yeah, it did ramp up a little bit, and I know people were asking in the comments, oh, well, is this going to squish it? You know, it, it, it'll do nothing for it. Well, not necessarily, because it, de- it all depends. I mean, sometimes we get these systems, you get a whole bunch of rain, and it stabilizes the atmosphere, and it does reduce that but the dynamics of the system were so strong and i think i even responded to a comment at that point it's like it's more than likely going to you know it's going to ramp up again and once that cold front came through you know and i, I kind of feel badly now because I, I i never said it was a bust i said that that word crossed my mind and so there's like it is a bust like no don't but, say a bust yet but was it should the enhancement over more central Missouri? I agree. Yes, I agree. You know, and I think I think they were smart. Enhanced was good, which they never upgraded, which we wanted. Wondered, which is and, good, and I understand why they didn't. Now, yeah, yeah, that was perfect. Good call on their part. I just wish they had trimmed it a little bit more towards central Missouri. Yeah. And but all the models, and I were looking at. I was looking at the models too. All of them were kind of saying this is going to happen. So, I mean, I don't blame anybody. I was looking at it, too, and that's when I did the live cast. But when I got up that morning, okay, I slept morning. in because I figured, well, we'd be up later or whatever. By the time I got up, it was 75, almost 80 degrees. Sun was shining bright. That was weird. And I just, you know, you just felt you just like something. Can, because the, the instability was already building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now we have been sitting in the mornings at 50 Cold. degrees. Cold when yeah. I so, take my kids down to the so bus. So when we have a morning that all of a sudden it's 80 degrees, yeah, that kind of makes, right. you know, and you look up in the sky and those clouds and were the wind, everything was agitated. Screaming. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, I was going, whoa. And I did I did a time lapse because I thought, ooh, this is going to be really cool. You know, I'm going to, ooh, I'm going to do a time lapse. So I set it up. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and it looks like I mean I I have the uh, the time lapse. What do you call it? The 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 rate. It's on three seconds. They call yeah. it yeah on three seconds. So every three seconds that that thing is going to take a snapshot, and it it actually works out pretty good. So if you do it two seconds, it's going to go slower on the time lapse, and four seconds it's going to go faster on the time lapse. Mm, it'll be smoother the in- the lower the interval. Not as smooth, but quicker the higher the interval. Yes. See? See, Corey's the video guy. Corey knows all this stuff. I've learned from him. Corey's a smart But one. the longer you you shoot, you can shoot in 10 seconds if you're going to shoot all day, and, and you wouldn't be able to tell the jitteriness or anything like oh, that yeah. if it's a long time lapse. Right, right, I right. have to say, I had to huh? go to Springfield to get my kid yesterday. He went to stay with my family in Oklahoma. Oh, that's so right. So they met me in Springfield, and I yes. told them very bluntly, like... I need to get him ASAP, like, because storms are going to start popping in Springfield around two o'clock. Like, I need to get him and get home because I don't want to be driving in storms. Like, we got to go. Yes. And so they're like, wait, did you want to meet us for dinner? I'm like, no, no, I'm going to grab my kid and I'm going to go. So they met me right after church in Springfield, but I wanted to run into Sam's for a few things. Uh huh. When I got to Sam's, it was probably close to two by the time we got there. And it was cloudy, it was dark, it was windy, like totally different from when I left Branson. When I left Branson, it was sunny and warm still. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like it had that eerie feeling. Yeah. Like something's happening. We need to grab what we need and we need to get home because I don't want to drive 
not even tornadoes or anything. I don't want to be well, driving in time rain. They issued a tornado watch. Yeah, as I was in yes. Sam's, he texted me like, "Hey, they just issued a tornado watch. You need to get home." So I mean, like it looked scary, so and like, it no. looked like something was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm like let's get our stuff and get out of here. Yeah. Now, for our listeners who are not weather savvy, let me do a little explaining what's going on. Okay, the Storm Prediction Center especially on the day one and now the day two outlook, they will break down the threat risks for each individual threat. So you'll have a hail, a large hail parameter threat, and you'll have the wind, straight line wind threat, and you'll have a tornado threat. Normally, I mean, we see a lot of 2%, 5% tornado, but this one was a 10% tornado, which really raises our eyebrows. Plus... Something that they do is they they color a black hatched area, and that black hatched area signifies a the potential for a significant event. In other words, for hail larger than two inches in diameter, for wind greater than 75 mile an hour gust, and if they hatch it for a tornado, means an EF2 or greater potential is there. Within 25 miles of a point. Of a point, right. Yeah, and it, if you want to know exactly... It, 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 Which gets confusing. It, it does get confusing. I mean, we understand it, but it's like if, if you go to SPC, it will explain all that for you, how they do it. It's 25 miles of a point from where you're at. Um, but anyway, we were totally in the middle of a 10% and a hatched area. So that would indicate and tell us, okay, Storm Prediction Center really thinks that we have the potential for an EF2 or greater tornado out of this thing. So that's why everybody was just, was, you know, losing their stuff and they were, you know, like but it was a huge area and there was huge. an EF2 tornado in that area, but it was way <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was it, it, yeah, it all it all happened. What was was it Frederick? No, Frederick South no. of St. Louis by what an hour or so. Yeah, it was like like way over there, which which was you're right, it was in it, but they had the ten percent hatched area almost all the way to Joplin, yeah, up to Hannibal to Salem. I mean, it was huge, um, but like you said a while ago, it was not a moderate. A, a moderate risk, general moderate risk, would indicate uh, more of a an outbreak of that kind of stuff. Anyway, what happened was it didn't actually happen, and I wondered about. After I made that post, I thought, you know, it's, it's not a bust. I want, don't want to say that, but it doesn't look like anything's going to happen. And then NWS went live. Then, what? when was that, like 7 or 8 o'clock or something, Corey? It was later. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we could start seeing some little twisting on the velocities, and some of them not too far from Branson. And I thought, oh, you know, yeah, what's going on? What What was that one uh, south... It, you know, it was just skirted right along the border. Mm-hmm. Um, it never turned tornadic, no. but it had a lot of large hail, a lot of straight line. A lot of lightning, too. Oh, man, yeah, they were loaded with lightning. What's weird is there was a break in the activity to my north, which was basically two miles north of my house, and the activity to my south, which is basically two miles south of my house, and I could <laughs> see stars as the storms passed through the line. That was insane. It just broke up right <laughs> over my house. Yeah, so I guess, you know, if if you do believe in the Branson Dome, I mean, it is an imaginary, made-up thing 
but it seems to work for it, us. It's it's for some reason it seems to work. So that's why we call it the Branson Dome. It uh, it tended to work, and I think I made a post of a radar graphic as some storms moving right to the north, and that severe weather moving right to the south. But once it got pat now. You were in charge of the, of the tornado warnings. Now, it was up near Richland. Is that when it started? I mean, it was way northeast of Springfield, um, wasn't it? Well, there was one uh, a tornado warning out of in Sedalia, out of Kansas City first. Okay. That second line. And then uh, Springfield, the little sliver of a tornado warning, because that the next county over was in Springfield's area. Right. And it's so uh, it's, it's kind of a remote location. There wasn't really much into that. I mean, it was just a tiny little tornado warning for that first one. Yeah, for the first, and then then they started kind of popping up. Uh, yeah, here and there, but mainly to the east of us. And there was one point there were several severe thunderstorm warnings and a few tornado warnings. We had one near uh, Ava last night or uh, morning, anyway. Oh, oh, you did? Uh, I'm looking at the assessment right now. Uh, So far, they have gone out. This is from the National Weather Service Springfield. Uh, The tornadoes confirmed there was an EF1 around 653 yesterday, uh, 90-mile-an-hour winds, max width 100 yards, and a path of about 2.1 miles. And another one, which is a little bit more intense, uh, it was actually before that, 634 to 644, it says, Dent County, uh, EF1 still, but estimated uh, wind peak of 100 mile per hour, path about eh, 5.84 miles and a max width of 440 yards. So that would be, that one, uh, it says begin near Gladden. I'm not sure where Gladden, Missouri is. It's Dent yeah, County. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I saw that as well. A turtle, turtle county, or whatever. The other one, uh, the the first one I just mentioned, uh, Richland. That's what the one that was near Richland. So I'm sure there's going to be more assessments going on. I'm going to show you. I know podcast air, uh, listeners can't see it, but I'm going to show you the storms moving through right over my house. Okay. See, there's the line. Mm-hmm. Watch them. See my my name on there. Yeah. They literally just bypassed us. <laughs> right by us. That is so funny. There's like this little... You can see the stars every time. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Yeah, you didn't get anything. No. You got you got some starfall. That's what you yeah. got. But it was cool because I could see the storms and the lightning, but I could see the stars, and they were very bright. It was really neat. And I wish I had paid attention to that time lapse because right at the end of the time lapse... Uh, once I had stopped it and downloaded it to the computer, I always look at it, and right at the end, there was like tons of lightning to the north. It's like, crap, if I had just let it go. And I didn't know, of course. So next time I will do that, I'll I'll make a, an assessment and try to do that. Anyway, that's, that's the excitement we had yesterday. Um, again, I think the uh, enhanced was good. I think it was a little misplaced, but oh well. So yesterday, our weather station recorded 80.8 degrees. Nice. Today, our weather station recorded a high of 64.9 degrees. Almost, what, 15 degrees colder. Yeah, but what is it? Next week's November, right? Next week is November. Yeah. But we didn't get hardly anything. 
almost we didn't hardly get a quarter of an inch. I was I was ready for some like rain. But, you know, we got another system coming in. It's going to start. I mean, we got one more day that we're recording this Monday night. We're got uh, one more day. We got when, uh, Tuesday, which is going to be nice and a little bit warmer. Uh, they were forecasting the high on Tuesday in the 70s. Now they're saying like mid to upper 60s, which is, you know. You know, I saw a post out of Tulsa, uh, the NBC affiliate. Uh, Mike Collier is his name. Let me see if I can bring that up real fast. He uh, he just posted, next week, coldest weather of the season so far. Ooh. We could see highs in the 40s one day next week. Is this them or us? It's in Tulsa. Which isn't that far. Highs in the 40s? Highs in, in the 40s. Ooh. No, wow. I, I'm not necessarily seeing that. And I don't know, you know, I mean, we could, I guess, but. Well, I got to tell you, I have been perusing, and I made that post. At the time that I looked at those models, the GFS and the Canadian CMC were both saying below freezing temperatures. Now, that's just for a little bit. In the morning. Okay, we're not talking winters here. No, 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 we're not talking about that. But you know what? I looked at them today, and the, the, the Canadian is like, yeah, it might. And the GFS is like, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, and that's why I said it's eye candy. We're just looking at it. So I think the GFS, the GFS is always aggressive when it comes to temperature. Wonder why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we're 10 days out. So, I mean, there's absolutely well, no way. Yeah. So it's basically doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's just eye candy right now. It's like, ooh, okay. But, you know, when you get a, you get several models kind of saying the same thing, it just tells you one thing. Yeah, we got some cold air coming. What the actual temperature is, eh, don't know. We'll see. But it's colder weather. It's just a pattern. We look at it on a global scale and kind of look what's that doing so the average frost when is the average frost it's uh average frost is right around october 15th yeah okay so so the average frost for branson area should have been already so yeah we're due we're due it's been pretty mild for this time of year yeah and until now (laughs) yeah don't know but you know what halloween is coming up and you know what? You know what? You know what? That was the scariest thing the, I've ever heard. Yeah, this is our Halloween <laughs> Halloween show. <laughs> Sherry's over there laughing. Oh, you caught me in a rare moment. <laughs> I can never scream like that again. No good, because I got it on. Unre- Unless an actual ghost is coming after me. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe I was able to do that. Well, I no, no, well, that's because I looked at you and I got you around. I was like, "Do it, scream!" Ah! You know, Corey used to try to get me to do voiceovers way back in his TV director days. He would try to give me cues to do, and I could never do it on the spot. <laughs> I was too nervous. Well, you need to give her. Apparently, scre- you scared it out of me. You need to go screamovers. Yeah, <laughs> you can do the screamovers. You can do it. I'm just glad we got that. So I got it on a good sound bite. That was two episodes ago, actually. I recorded that after we after Corey killed that brown recluse on my on my ceiling. Thank you. I still got the the guts from it up there. there <laughs> Save the guts. <laughs> no, I don't want to touch it. I'm afraid. I remember of it. the day we almost all died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, uh, anyway, I wanted to play that because that leads us to the next thing I want to talk about. Halloween is Sunday. We will, um, I, I don't know, we'll talk about... We will be out of town. Yeah. Sunday. Our son's birthday is November 1st. Oh, Our son yeah. that's away at college. Oh, Grayson. Yes. Cool. So we are going to Miami to visit him because we can't go on Monday on his birthday. So we're going to want Halloween, which is typically do what we end up doing. Trick-or-treating. We're going to do some trick-or-treating in Miami while we're there. Good. Celebrate his birthday, so we'll be gone Sunday. Perfect. Now I didn't do the Miami or Northeast Oklahoma forecast, but I thought you know it'd be cool that we get the Halloween forecast uh, for Branson in the daytime. Sunny, high in sixty six for the night, mostly clear, low of forty two. So really, a nice, perfect Halloween. See, there yeah. was no Halloween last year, so I'll, right. I'll, I'm, I'm curious to see how Halloween unfolds this year. Oh gosh, that's right. COVID. We didn't do Halloween last year because of COVID. We we went and bought our kids a bunch of candy. We said here. They didn't even get Halloween costumes. They didn't last even get year. costumes last year. <laughs> they took I, them to I am pizza. that bad parent. Yeah, we went to Incredible Pizza because of Grayson's birthday. So we went on Halloween to Incredible Pizza. Oh, perfect. And they had a blast, and we didn't get costumes. But I mean, it was a fun family time. There you go. That's perfect. That's fine. So I owe them this year. We've already bought their costumes, they are ready to go. And you go, I mean, do you know, I mean, from the medical aspect, do they have, to, well, they're going to have costumes on, so it's like. They're going to be costumes, but they're going to be outdoors, and they're not going to yeah. be in close proximity of other people. If yeah, they're going to be so outdoors trick-or-treating, go for it. That's true. There's a there's a scavenger hunt we're going to do at uh, my mom and dad's church in Miami. Nice. Does a scavenger hunt, so that's like kid-friendly, the easy clues they can figure out. So we're I've, I've never hunted for scavengers. Are, is it? Are they like four-legged? <laughs> have you or? ever been snipe hunting? <laughs> I have, and I have have led much more people on snipe hunting. Where I've, I've had I've led many a person on a snipe, <laughs> on a snipe hunt. hunt. I've never actually been on a snipe hunt myself, but I've led many a person because yeah. I grew up out in the country in the oh, woods, yeah. and we had. Well, Lots a, of that, room to take people on snipe thing. hunts. Snipe hunting and cow tipping. That's what right. you, <laughs> you got to do both of those. <laughs> breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Two and a half hours away from the mastermind of Storm Dollar Weather's birthday, Rando. Oh. What? Oh, my gosh. Two and a half hours away from my... Oh, my so birthday. So, you celebrating your last days in your, what, 50s? 50. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 54 I, I you're gonna be 56 I, right no i got a couple more years uh, uh no. 57 58 there you go okay there you go <laughs> i got a couple more i'm not 60 yet no you know but if i put my cap on people think i'm like in my early what, 50s what's that disc golf physique you look like you're in your 20s out there yeah yeah, yeah he absolutely you can't does. tell uh, i mean yeah i played that she oh, recorded okay. it it's a oh, very slow version. I played that on the piano. Oh, I was like, you. "What are we gonna do? We can't play the piano like he did for you." You could, you could play it here. I got I this. But it's not hooked up. It's not, well, it's hooked up. It's just not in the. It, I'm not recording. Oh, it's the well, thank you, of thank you. I think that may have been Dino, not me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but they're super slow at it. They're boring. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. You know. Well, they're they're like on a on a high pressure in August. That's what high pressure. Oh and gosh, what, there you go. What is that? Don't give us a copyright yeah, strike. We're, we'll get a copyright strike if they if they tag that. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for the. 
That's like a lullaby version of Happy I'm like Birthday. Going to I know. With all these Happy Birthday. You're going to get us a copyright strike here. Don't do that. I don't. I don't think it can be copyrighted. I don't think that can be copyrighted. Oh, well, well, if it's Happy Birthday, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I think that was a fun fact one time that that song can't is not. Well, if it's PD, like nobody can claim that song. If it's public domain, yeah. Oh God, I don't know. Well, thank you. I'm old. I'm much, much, much older than. So, what time Sarah. of uh, day were you born? Twelve thirty-eight p.m. Twelve thirty-eight. Well, twelve thirty-eight p.m. So, like lunchtime. Yeah. And where were we you had born? a kid at lunchtime? Springfield. Well, I know that. Where? Burge. Burge Hospital. Oh, well, that's what was Burge? Cox. A hospital. That's Cox, right? Yeah. Cox it, North. Cox North. Yeah. Wow. That's You're a, a nurse. Psych- you should know that. That's a psych center now. <laughs> They don't deliver babies anymore. Welcome to Stormgar Weather Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I don't have my psycho. Uh, uh, so I just I just have the Halloween scream going. <laughs> I heard that place was haunted. But yeah. Well, you I never heard know. That too. <laughs> you could do that. It's a psych hey. center, so you never know what you're going to see. Well, it's also a rehab center because when my mom had her, well, she had her uh, her back problems, and so you know. Now how the, long ago was that? June. Really? And they yeah. treated her there like outpatient. No, she just go there for therapy. Oh, yes, outpatient therapy. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. But we, not an in, I, it's not an inpatient rehab. Oh anymore. gosh, no. It's oh, literally no, no. a psych center. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you told me that. So, <laughs> wait. Uh, no, I don't have any. I don't have any of that. Anyway. Now I'm wanting to look up. The is this a weather the, podcast? I'm wanting to look up the origin of the Happy Birthday song now because it's killing me of <laughs> copyright. See, Shara's always got that mind going in it. Now I wanted to tell everybody I've got the uh, average high, the normal high. For Springfield, this time of year, on this date, on the 25th of October, take a wild guess. What do you think the average high for Springfield is? You probably know. I don't know. Okay. I was well, curious. What do, you, so. what do you think? I think right now, average today high was for close to it, right? Uh, I'm going to go 64. 60-ish. Well, no, just pick a number. <laughs> 65. Actually, today, October 25th, uh, 66. Hey, hey. Wait. There you go. I feel like Fat Albert. Hey. <laughs> no, 60. But it's decreasing rapidly. Right. So the, on the 27th, the normal high 65. On the 30th, the normal high 64. And then uh, it just goes down and down and down and down and down from there. Uh, I think for the... Yeah, I'm looking at... We bought them out... In, in Springfield, so of course, add one or two degrees from that, you know, for Branson, because we're just a little bit further south than that. But uh, the average high for Springfield bottoms out at forty-four degrees, which starts December twenty-eighth and ends January twenty-first. So, <laughs> on averages, you'll have forty-four degrees for almost a, almost a month, like three weeks at least there. So I thought that was. Quite interesting. And the average low for today, let me see. The average low for the 25th is 44, so 66 and 44. A week from Sunday is the big uh, ending of daylight saving time. That's it. I know. We get another hour to do absolutely nothing. Where it gets starts to get dark before 5 p.m. You know, I got to tell you. It is very depressing right now. I leave to go to my 8 o'clock show. I leave at about 7 o'clock. It's kind of getting dark now. It was always very depressing in the winter when I would go to work and it was dark. Uh And I would get off when it was dark. Mm. Because if you work day shift during the winter, almost same as dark shift. Dark and dark shift. Dark (laughs) 
night shift as night. well. Because I would have to be there at six. So it's pitch black when I would get to yeah. work. And then I would get off at six or seven and it's pitch black when I leave. It's very depressing. But it's almost the same for night shift, though, around that time. Because when they get there at six, it's already dark. And when they leave in the morning at seven or seven thirty, it's still dark. Still d- that's that's got to be have some you psychological. You never see the sa- the dent. And that's why. See, that's what it does. <laughs> I worked in a recovery room that had no windows. So oh. if you work on a regular floor that has windows, you can see the sun throughout the day or the night, whatever. But so there was periods you never even saw the sun. Period for several days. Exactly. Wow. And I have to say, what was it Saturday that it was that dreary, rainy day all day? Well, we got some rain. That it was day. Saturday. We were yeah, I mean, yeah. it was dark at my house yeah. all day. Yeah, it was dark. The yeah. sun did not come out once, and it literally looked like it was seven o'clock at night. It was Ugh. not just a little bit dusky. No, it was dark all day, and I had to turn on lights. I don't have to turn on lights in my house yeah. during the day. Yeah, it was depressing. I was like, no, wait, this has to go. Yeah. What happened on Saturday? I mean, was it dreary? Nothing on really. It just drizzled all day. It rained off and on, but it was just and then it dark. got crazy on Sunday. It was just overcast and dark all yeah. day. Well, it rained more on Saturday than on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the warm front lifted. I mean, we knew it was going to lift. I was surprised when I saw that forecast that said, you know, the highs around eighty or higher. I was like, whoa. That's weird. Well, Friday night we had that marginal on on the western side of Missouri oh, on Joplin. Right. Yeah. So those storms developed, and they kind of r- rode that uh, front up north near Springfield. Springfield had a nice wet day on Saturday. Now we just yeah. kind of missed out on most of it, but a little sliver of it came down and shut us down at Silver City for a while. A lot of lightning with that one. That's right, because I remember my mom said she texted me, and she got over two inches that day. Oh, wow. We didn't get anything. Right. But, but yeah, to, in Springfield, there wasn't there some flooding? There was some flooding just north. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were some flash flood warnings out. Which is weird. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, well, I think let's, let's go to the next segment, because there's just probably a couple more times we're going to do this. <laughs> It's tropical. I kind of wanted to do this tropics with you here, Corey, because... Because Shira knows nothing. Well, no, no, that's that's not it. You, you I know quite a bit. And, I sit yes. here and look pretty. She's true. I mean, truthful on that. I'm being honest, I don't know anything about the tropics. <laughs> I mean, you've been to the tropics. Yeah. I have. They're very pretty if you go at the right time. <laughs> pretty any day. What are you talking about? It's the tropics. Of course it's, it's true. pretty. It's tropic all the time. But I, I, I wanted to get your input. Okay. So so let me briefly just go over this because it's really Weird not that much. we're even talking about the tropics in mid-October, almost November. Well, keeps well, going until but no, I mean, for another month. Normally, we would go. I don't know, it just feels like a summer theme, like tropical. Yeah, tropical. I think it's a fall thing. I mean, September, middle of September, which is fall, the first day of fall, that's that's the peak season. Anyway. That's when we used to take cruises because they were the cheapest. Yeah. Uh, in the Atlantic, there is what they call a non-tropical low-pressure system located a little more than 100 miles southeast of Cape Hatteras with gale-force winds. So it's non-tropical. It's just a really powerful little wound-up system. Um, five-day projection, uh, there's a 50% chance it could become something. So it's just... That's it. not too bad. No, not too bad. And then uh, in the Pacific, we have now Tropical Depression Rick. Uh, it was Hurricane Rick for a while, I think, out there. 
Uh, yeah, went up to Mexico. Uh, it's over Mexico now. It's just kind of drifting north. Uh, it's in southwest Mexico, and that's and that's pretty much it. Um, what I wanted to get your thoughts, Corey, are um, National Hurricane Center and all the Weather Service people, and even us or whatever, have been screaming about active tropics. Active tropics are going to be storm after storm, and suddenly everything just stopped. I mean, any thoughts on that? Oh. You know, I'm not really. I'm kind of surprised. I, I can't. I don't have a, a reason. There's no uh, dust storms or anything like that. And I don't know what the... Uh, I don't know if La Nina's already playing a role in that, maybe. I don't know. I would just think La Nina would be more of a West, you know, in Pacific than it would be a... I mean, I don't, Possibly. I, maybe I need to do some research. I, because it's a thing. We're back in La Nina now. Yeah. Yeah, full time. But but even the two hurricane centers, like, you know, the one in Colorado, which makes total sense, <laughs> and the National Hurricane Center was saying, you know, the tropics are not slowing down. We're just getting ready. We're going to have some more storms. And for like two, two or three weeks now, there's been pretty much nothing yeah. out in the Atlantic. It's just one of those things. I mean... I I guess I have no. There's no rhyme or reason to weather. There there really isn't. Especially when you are in the, an era that we live in, you just don't know what's going to happen. And with climate change and all the, I mean, you're right. People are saying, "Oh, what's wrong with the weather forecasters?" That well, you know, 20 years ago, weather forecasting was a little more straightforward. You didn't have the bomb cyclones. You didn't have the the crazy anything you just you had weather yeah and it was a i wouldn't say it was more predictable but in a way i feel it may have been a little more predictable because you didn't have hurricane forecasts of a or a tropical storm that bombed to a category four in two days you know exactly you didn't that didn't happen so yeah, and and watching this is like you know, I mean the the title of this the, this podcast is atmospheric river, which we're going to get into on the uh, after the uh, after the weather school, but uh, that's kind of something interesting too that I think is going on, but it doesn't really have anything to do with with hurricanes since we're since we're in the tropics. Yeah, I mean Rick kind of a, kind of appeared in the Pacific and bam. Well, there for a while, I thought Rick might become major, but he didn't. He he I, he got to category two. And then hit land. So. Yeah, and, and he, he was kind of a wasn't he a northern? I, I mean, if you look, look at the tropics, he was kind of in the northern area, not down where close to the equator. And then it just kind of no. went into Mexico. Yeah, which would tell me it's it's not really. I wouldn't say disorganized, but just the weather pattern is just kind of funky at that point. So yeah. I don't know. I mean. I think what we're going to do, I mean, it, this is our last podcast before November. I think uh, I, I, I'm going to retire, or I'm going to say uh, pseudo-retire the tropics, and, unless there's really something out there. Because it's it, if there's nothing out there, it's really kind of silly to have, you know, the tropics. So, you know, we may have it again. If something starts exploding next week, sure, we'll bring it back. Pseudo means fake, so you're just not really retiring. You're not fake retiring. No, quasi. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. Thank you. Pseudo is fake. Thank, thank you, Miss Nurse. Thank you. Hang on, hang on. Yes, thank you. Uh, 
going to semi-retire. Semi, semi or quasi-retire. Yeah, quasi is a music term because you have like uh, it could be. What does that start with? Like Quasimodo, he was kind of like a moto, but not. That wasn't a Star Wars character. Or, I don't. Quasimodo know. was the. Hunchback of Notre Dame. You know, someone else got mad at me because it's like, I said Star Wars. I was like, that's not Star Wars. It's like, I don't know. I haven't seen him. Quasimodo was the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. Not a Star Wars character. I don't know. And don't get, I don't know all the Star Wars characters, but well, I think my children do. Everybody's listening to this podcast now is like yelling their guts out at me right now. <laughs> my children can tell you every Star Wars character and all about them. Actually, the majority of people can probably, probably. tell me that. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's probably time to get to the weather school. Um, the, this week's weather school is about the nor'easter. It's a northeastern storm that usually happens in the winter time, but it can happen other times, and you'll understand later. Interesting while. pick. Yeah. How you picked that one yeah. for this week. Yeah, you, you're reading ahead on the... Uh... No, I didn't read ahead. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, this is going to relate to the to the ne- after after the weather school. So let's talk about a nor'easter. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. Looks like New York is in line for several inches of snow from a developing nor'easter. What's a nor'easter? A nor'easter, also called a northeaster, is a large-scale extratropical cyclone in the western North Atlantic Ocean. The name derives from the direction of the winds that blow from the northeast. The original use of the term in North America is associated with storms that impact the upper North Atlantic coast of the United States and the Atlantic provinces of Canada. Typically, such storms originate as a low-pressure area that forms within a hundred miles of the shore between North Carolina and Massachusetts. The precipitation pattern is similar to that of other extratropical storms. Nor'easters are usually accompanied by very heavy rain or snow and can cause severe coastal flooding, coastal erosion, hurricane-force winds, or blizzard conditions. Nor'easters are usually most intense during winter in New England and the Atlantic Canada. They thrive on converging air masses, the cold polar air mass and the warmer air over the water, and are more severe in winter when the difference in temperature between these two air masses is greater. Nor'easters tend to develop most often and most powerfully between the months of October and April, although they can, and much less commonly, develop during other parts of the year as well. The susceptible regions are generally impacted by nor'easters a few times each winter. Nor'easters develop in response to the sharp contrast in the warm Gulf Stream ocean current coming up from the tropical Atlantic and the cold air masses coming down from Canada. 
when the very cold and dry air rushes southward and meets up with the warm Gulf Stream current, which is often near 70 degrees Fahrenheit even in winter, then intense low pressure develops. In the upper atmosphere, the strong winds of the jet stream remove and replace rising air from the Atlantic more rapidly than the Atlantic air is replaced at the lower levels. This and the Coriolis force help develop a strong storm. The storm tracks northeast along the east coast, normally from North Carolina to Long Island, then moves toward the area east of Cape Cod. Counterclockwise winds around the low-pressure system blow the moist air over land. The relatively warm, moist air meets cold air coming down from Canada. The low increases the surrounding pressure difference, which causes the very different air masses to collide at a much faster speed. When the difference in temperature of the air masses is larger, so is the storm's instability, turbulence, and thus severity. Until the nor'easter passes, thick, dark, low-level clouds often block out the sun. Temperatures usually fall significantly due to the presence of the cooler air from the winds that typically come from a northeasterly direction. During a single storm, the precipitation can range from a torrential downpour to a fine mist. All precipitation types can occur in a nor'easter. High wind gusts, which can reach hurricane strength, are also associated with a nor'easter. On very rare occasions, such as the nor'easter in 1978, the North American blizzard of 2006, and January 2018 North American blizzard, the center of the storm can take on the circular shape of a more typical hurricane and have a small dry slot near the center, which can be mistaken for an eye, although it is not an eye. Often, People mistake nor'easters for tropical cyclones and do not differentiate between the two weather systems. Nor'easters differ from tropical cyclones in that the nor'easters are cold-core low-pressure systems, meaning that they thrive on drastic changes in temperature of Canadian air and the warm Atlantic waters. Tropical cyclones are warm-core low-pressure systems, which mean they thrive on purely warm temperatures. A nor'easter is formed in a strong extratropical cyclone, usually experiencing bombogenesis or rapid strengthening. While this formation occurs in many places around the world, nor'easters are unique for their combination of northeast winds and moisture content of the swirling clouds. There are way too many nor'easters to mention, but here are a few of the more intense. The Great Blizzard of 1888, which occurred between March 10th and 14th, is considered one of the worst blizzards in U.S. history, dropping 40 to 50 inches of snow and killing 400 people, mostly in New York. Another is the 1991 Perfect Storm, which occurred from October 28th to November 2nd. This was a very unusual storm in which a tropical and an extratropical system interacted strangely, creating a tidal surge causing severe damage to coastal areas, especially Massachusetts, killing 13 people.
the North American blizzard of 1996, which occurred from January 6th through the 10th. A severe snowstorm, which brought up to four feet of snow to areas along the mid-Atlantic and northeastern U.S. There's the December 2012 North American Storm Complex. This entire event occurred from December 17th through the 31st. A major nor'easter that was known for its tornado outbreak across the Gulf Coast states on Christmas Day, as well as giving the area such as northeastern Texas a white Christmas. The low underwent a second cyclogenesis near the coast of North Carolina and dumped a swath of heavy snow across northern New England and New York. Caused blizzard conditions across the Ohio Valley, as well as an ice storm in the mountains of Virginia and West Virginia. And the most recent nor'easter is the April nor'easter of 2019, which occurred from the 2nd through the 4th. A very significant, large, and intense late-season nor'easter that brushed parts of the east coast of the U.S. while undergoing explosive cyclogenesis. The effects from nor'easters really aren't felt here in the nation's heartland, as their track generally goes along the northern states or develops along the east coast. But if you live in the northeastern U.S. and you hear a nor'easter is coming, get those snowplows ready. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather And there you should know what's going to happen if you get an an nor'easter. North-easter. Well, you have to listen to the weather school. Don't all storms pretty much go northeast these days? I mean, on the I-44 corridor. I was always taught. You always taught me that tornadoes come from the northeast. No, no. They come from the southwest. They go towards the northeast. They always go in a northeast. Towards the northeast. I I don't think I've ever seen a tornado come from the northeast before. I don't. They always head northeast. Right. Well, especially in this part of the country, just because of the way the atmosphere is set up. You got the Gulf moisture coming from the south. You got a system coming. If you get a really cool low or closed low that's rotating right above us and tight, like we had just a few weeks ago, yeah, rain can come from the northeast, but not a tornado. Yeah, I don't think you'd have no, to have a I lot was, of dynamics. You always taught me that they move in a northeast direction, that they are going to go towards. Well, well they, generally, they they, they, they they always stop at the world's largest McDonald's there in Vanita, and they just right. trek on up towards Joplin and mm-hmm. towards St. Louis. Yeah, I forty four. Drinking problem. Okay. <laughs> Sherry's got a drinking problem. She keeps spilling. I'm <laughs> spitting ice all over myself. <laughs> anyway, let's get it's on to <laughs> the next segment, which is in other news, and I was waiting a lot for Corey to come back so he can expound upon this. Your name is in bold letters, Corey, so you better have yeah. some info. Uh, all caps, not bold. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Sure, I can't even read the, He's the thing. He's yelling your name. So, Corey, uh, what's the drought doing? Well, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I come, my office is deep down into the earth. That's true. And we have a pond down there, and that pond is like five feet below where it needs to be right now. 
Ooh, okay. There's a line on the wall. It's a natural drawn white line where the water level normally is, and it is nowhere near that. Dude. And this is 300 feet below the surface, so we're still dry. We got some rain, and it's better than it was okay. two weeks ago. But it's still, but we're still at a deficit. It's still way. a deficit. But the trees okay. are still really. But sad. you know, we are not officially in what they call a drought, which is a good thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I looked and. We there was a dent, right? I mean, we we made a dent. There, yeah, eh. there was. I mean, there we had we had a, a couple of good rainfalls in the past two or three weeks. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, I mean, we are not in a drought or abnormally dry at all. Oh, we're, so Branson, we're, we're out of it. We're now. apparently normal. Okay, even though I wouldn't call us normal, but I mean, you just do our north and east. Yeah abnormally dry but a week ago that was in a uh a moderate drought we were approaching yeah we were approaching that yeah we're we're gonna have some trouble if we don't get some rain well, out of all missouri there's only two places that are in moderate drought and they're tiny little specks oh really? now there are some abnormally dry areas but most of missouri is not in what they classify as dry. Oh, that's good. That's great, so, actually. Yeah, it is. Now, I did look at uh, Iowa. I mean, this is not our area, but I looked at Iowa the other day. They're in a severe drought up there. Right. Now, that was like a week ago. Now, we had that warm front, which we talked about in the A Block, kind of went up there and dumped a whole bunch of rain in northern Missouri and Iowa. So I'm wondering... If that's going to change. Now, we have to say, for some reason, the, the, the drought people update on Tuesday, but they don't publish it till Thursday. That still just boggles my mind. If it takes a while to uh, to make the graphics. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. They should hire me. I can do it within 20 minutes. It's not an easy assessment. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, there's yeah. so much data that come, that is collected on Tuesday. I guess they start on Tuesday and then yeah, yeah, okay. It's not like you know, it's it's not like a model that you can right, right. There's more to it than that. There's a lot of instruments they use across the entire United States, basically. Mm-hmm. That they go, they dig deep in, well, like the Mesonet and and there's some in Missouri, but. Yeah, every county in Oklahoma has a mesonet. It goes way deep into the ground to determine the temperature, the moisture, everything like that. But it takes a while to determine, you know, the drought. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. But what you're saying is, from what you're seeing now, is actually from last week before this round of rain came in, which you said most of Missouri is not in. Right. You know, there was a big dent, which was great. It was almost okay. a drought buster. Nice. Well, hopefully, I mean, because we talked about the other day, you know, Springfield and areas along I-44 getting two to three inches of rain. Yeah. So let's see next week. Next week, let's let's do that drought. Maybe we will be able we to didn't get a whole bunch. Now, yeah, Oklahoma's lit up. Oh, really? They're, they're in uh, extreme. They're in moderate. <sighs> really? Okay. There's just a little sliver of Oklahoma that is not affected. Now, now the extreme is just a little tiny area, but it's a dry state. I'm going to show you a picture. It's oh. all lit up. Yeah, so, Oklahoma's pretty dry. Yeah. So uh, we, we're lucky, I think. 
Missouri's lucky compared to the other states in the region. Yeah, because I was starting to get worried because we had an abundance of rain and we were fine. Then all of a sudden, the, the spigot just kind of got turned off. Yeah, and you know we're talking, and that's why a couple we months ago. Color for the fall, exactly. You know, and people people are saying now I, you know, okay. Now I got to I got to tell you, and this may be a Springfield thing. I went to visit my mother, which she lives really close to Greenlawn Cemetery North, which always has color. Uh, I was there yesterday. Um, there is some color, but it is not near the vibrancy. Well, they usually are red in that cemetery. That's like yeah. the place to go to get pictures. Yeah. Uh, there's there's orange. There's a couple of trees yeah. that are really orange. But normally I go there, there's like like tons of colors just, you know, flaring. I see so many Facebook posts today. Oh, we're nearing the peak. Come see our colors. People and are we're posting getting pictures of like, dead brown guys, trees. There's nothing here in that's not going to happen. I mean, if you look year. from a distance, no. it kind of looks like red. colors, but There's it's only, dead brown I, I've trees. I've lived in Branson for 16 years. We've had maybe two that are picture perfect falls. Yeah, and one, you got one, one picture. Was yes, and awesome. that was the number one fall we had. That was an awesome picture you got. And we've not had any comparison since then. No, we really haven't. Is that were you on the high road when you took that? I mean, I it was, was just that was uh, was beautiful. It had to. That's when I lived over there around uh, between 2012, 2013. It's like in Sycamore. 2013, 2014. 2011. The first year we moved out there was. Beautiful. And I took those on Halloween. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. I Which is our yard being full of beautiful, colorful leaves that you had to. I didn't miss blow having twenty bag. two trees in my yard. Yeah. Well, yeah. we just know if you want good fall foliage, there is a formula. There's a formula you have to follow. It's just not naturally going to happen out of the blue. You got to have. A, There's so a, many things that have to happen. Yeah, a decent amount of precipitation at the right time, and the have, temperatures have to be right. Right. If the temperature is too cold, then it's going to shock the trees. So right. you got to have that right. What is it, like 42 or something? It's got to be right down there. And cold I don't enough. know that we've even had enough cool temperatures to affect it that much but the dryness affected it the dry yes definitely yeah because it takes moisture for those trees to, right. to turn and we haven't had it until now and now it's too late we're going into november so they're probably going to just fall so but i've anyway. seen i've had several friends post pictures like oh my gosh the fall colors are so pretty right now I'm where like, where are they those are brown dead <laughs> trees those are not those are going fall to fall colors but where are they taking pictures they're from like just on here? 65 oh and here it, it's like those are literally just well, brown well, well trees. like i just said it's like greenland cemetery there are uh, some trees i mean it's not a total dead bust no but they're it, but the vibrancy the it's potential. Oh no no no! Not at all. We don't have the red and orange and yellow no. like we used to have. It's, well, my favorite. It's brown is, and green. Yes, right well, now. And maybe an orange every now and then. <laughs> but still dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the drought update. Uh, I had something really interesting I wanted to talk about. Uh-oh. And now now it's it's something we've been hearing and I've been watching on the Weather Channel and news channels and stuff. It's kind of a big deal. It's called the Atmospheric River. Uh, all this means is it's over the Pacific Ocean. It is a uh, river, I guess. I mean, it, it, it's an area of the atmosphere with very high moisture content that is flowing across the Pacific. Now, if this was 
if if this originated in Hawaii, we would call it the Pineapple Express. It's just this this abundant narrow area of moisture streaming towards the the U.S. Now we have this happening uh, in the Pacific, and it's it's going right into California, and California is getting hammered with tons of rain, and they are not used to that. Uh, so let me back up. Um, uh, this is from this is from CNN. You can find it anywhere. Uh, it says uh, the an atmospheric river. This atmospheric river is marked as a Category Four or a Five, capable of producing remarkable rainfall totals over three or more days, likely to exceed ten or fifteen percent of a typical year's precipitation in some locations. Um, now, this is hitting. Uh, uh, let me see where this, uh, this 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 guy that said this is uh, Marty Ralph from the director of, of Western Weather and Water Extremes at UC San Diego. Boy, that took me a while to say that. I didn't pre-read this or whatever, but it's a it's basically just a narrow band of con- concentrated moisture in the atmosphere, cruising more than two miles above the ocean, and it can transport as much vapor, more than twenty times the water that the Mississippi River does as a liquid. Does that make sense? It's mind-boggling. It really is. And if you look at it on a satellite, it's very impressive. So, um, I mean, seriously, if you're even interested at all in this, go look at Atmospheric River. You can just Google it or go somewhere. It's not the only time this year this has happened. No, it's just really intense this year. Right around, it's been slamming Washington for a while. Yeah. Up there. But they're always wet. They're, they're like, always wet. Maybe that's why. Maybe they have a an atmospheric stream that never stops. But, yeah, uh, with the Bay of Alaska. Yeah. But I've things. been watching reports out of California today on the news: mudslides or rock slides over major highways mm-hmm. all over the place. Well, they said they're getting tons of rain, which is great for the the wildfires, but bad well, for the mudslides. But actually, it's kind of bad for the wildfires because the wildfires have burned everything. Now you have Which all this causes rain. those mudslides. Right. Right now they're getting mudslides. Yeah, because it's and there there was a word we had it a weather word of the week a long time ago talked about that where no no uh, where um where water would come and take all of this ash and just it, it I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't remember what the word was. <laughs> I have to go look at the, at the thing. I don't remember whatever. last week's word. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um yeah, so I was looking uh, here's some records of California, the rainfall. Um, CNN, this is CNN weather, California rainfall totals. Blue Canyon, I'm not quite sure where Blue Canyon is. They set an all-time 24-hour record of 10.4 inches. They had 10.4 inches in 24 hours. Which is a nice amount. But you have to remember, California, they don't get a lot of rain. They're dry. So They're not used to this. So... <laughs> I mean, that would be a lot here, but it wouldn't be a record. Right, you know. right, right. But over there, but there definitely. they're just not used to it. No, not at all. Sacramento, which is, I think, further south, they set an all-time 24-hour record of 5.41 inches. That's just, I, I couldn't live there. I, could, I couldn't either. Now, now that people are, okay, let me tell you a couple more that we own. San Francisco, they had the wettest October day which is the fourth wettest ever of 4.02 inches. They had 4.02 inches on one day. Can you day. imagine the people that live there who are freaking out because of that? They don't get drizzle. I mean, well, they don't They don't get any rain right. in San, San Francisco, you know? 
And then Redding is way up north. I know where Redding is, kind of in the mountains. Uh, they had a daily record of all, practically three inches. Uh, Oroville, do you know where, where Oroville is? I've never heard of it. O-R-O-V-I-L-L-E, Oroville. They had a daily record of uh, about four and a half inches. Yeah, this is what's happening. This atmospheric river, it's, it's not... In Southern California, it's kind of like mid California right. up sure. to the north, just the way everything is looking. But that's that's kind of what what they're doing. Um, it, it's just totally insane. And okay, why why is this happening? Well, I think it's climate change. Right. It's it seems like it's something new every week that we have this podcast. It it is it is, and you know that. Okay, but people are like, oh, what's 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 the weather doing this week with social media? You know, you know when you have the national holidays that don't really exist, like National Daughter Day and National uh, well, yeah, Sister yeah. Day. <laughs> right, right. Well, people, Dog are, day. people are like, oh, this has already always been a, a thing. These national holidays, just like, oh, well, these have always been. Now that we have social media, we hear about these weather phenomenons happening more often. Well, that's not because of social media. It's because they didn't used to happen at all right right so it's alarming it's very so don't very think, alarming don't blame it on social media or the news media or whatever this did not used to happen it's exactly. alarming that this was not happening a few years ago yeah we we didn't even get past the names in the hurricanes in the sure. 80s and 90s no, i no, mean no, no. and we we were able to see them but no there wasn't that many and now uh okay and i uh, this is something else i thought was very very interesting uh, this happens to hurricanes when you lose 24 millibars of pressure per 24 hours. There's a term for it. Do we know that term for it? Well, I hear it on the news right now every day. Shara, do you know that term? No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Bombogenesis? <laughs> Yes, that's it. Bombo Genesis. You did it. But all these clickbait sites <laughs> Literally are Literally the only weather word I know. <laughs> all these clickbait sites are 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 invading my feed with bomb cyclone bomb, and I, read I know. these and they're so <laughs> inaccurate these 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 stupid they're not even weather sites. They're just doing it for clickbait. Oh, stupid. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. That's why I don't go to Facebook the, all the time. This bomb cyclone is the <laughs> storm of the century. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. That happens a lot now. <laughs> but, they're, but they're saying, though, that, that this low-pressure system actually set a record. Uh, it set a record. It's the lowest pressure ever recorded in an area of low pressure of a storm that moved off the coast of Washington. So this this actual low pressure system that's spinning set a record for the lowest pressure. Has Washington ever been hit by a tropical uh, hurricane? I don't think so. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. No, they're, they're talking about that low pressure system. But could it happen gonna... in the future? I you certainly never, think it yeah, could. Exactly. <laughs> I certainly think it Absolutely. could. Absolutely. At this point, because we're we're starting you to lose. You remember all those warm temperatures we had up there? This entire oh my gosh, the one twenties. Oh my yes, gosh, it was not right. Insane. So many people died into Canada. Into Canada. There's no telling what's going to happen, and it's not normal Mm-mm. for us to be talking about a new weather phenomenon every few weeks. And it's happening, and people are getting desensitized from this. Because everybody is sensationalizing it so Correct. much. 
it's not something that should be happening, and we should that I should agree. open people's eyes because it's dangerous. Totally agree. You know, we we've got to get a grip on on climate change. I mean, I'll leave it there because I'm afraid if we keep going, it's going to become political to some listeners. It shouldn't be political. It should be hum- humanitarian. It should be it, common sense. It should be common sense. We need to get control of this. Uh, we're headed in the wrong direction. So anyway, that's what I had. Hey, you know something else? I wanted to ask you something my mother had told me today because I visited her today. She has noticed a lot more crickets lately. A lot more crickets. Thankfully, I haven't seen any because I hate crickets. Oh, she said she's chasing one in the house right now. We have a little playhouse, uh, which it used to be the ping pong room, which now used to be her little painting area. And it's it's up, uh, yeah, not too, too far from the house. But she said there's tons of crickets, and she's never had that much of an influx of crickets before. And I was going to say, uh, oh, any thoughts? I mean, she's lived there 60 years, so, but this time there's just been tons Well, I'll, of I'll say this. I have more crickets in the cave than I've ever seen before. So you've experienced it too. Yeah. Well, I can hear them at, at you know, Dusk. six o'clock or so. Yeah. They're much more noticeable than they have been. Now, I don't know why. Hmm. Why are they wanting to be inside right now? Are they preparing for something? I don't know. Yeah. But, too hot outside. But but why it's after not. 60 years? I mean, because mom's had crickets. She's, she's been, you know, noticing crickets. Thankfully, but this year, I don't have any just crickets. Tons. I don't do crickets. Well, you live in an apartment, though. Right. So, I don't yeah. do crickets. But, but, I mean, in all my houses... If if I hear a cricket chirping while I'm trying to sleep, I'm not going to sleep I've been, until no, I find the cricket. Yeah. And knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on microphone. Knock on something. I've never had a cricket in this house. <laughs> I, I, don't want a cricket I grew house. up out in the country on a farm, and every once in a while, I'd be trying to lay down and go to sleep, and I could hear a cricket oh, in my room as soon as the lights I would hate go that. off. And I cannot go to sleep. I mean, I would turn my light on, find the cricket. I have to kill him before I can go to sleep. I'm well, I know, because he doesn't like cricket all night long. But, like, <laughs> I have a fear of crickets getting in bed with me. And oh, I don't have, really. I don't have fear. It's like, I just don't want him in. I, mean, I had a brown recluse on my ceiling. It's like, we I don't st- want it. We stayed in a hotel one time um, that had, like, we found two or three crickets just in the first few minutes we were there. Uh-huh. And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> we we got to go. We got to find not gonna you know, and they offered us a different room, but I'm like, uh, if you have crickets in one room, you have crickets in all your rooms, so I'll be taking a refund and moving to a different We were hotel. only married one year at that. Time. That was our 1 year anniversary. Oh. And he knew Fort I was Earth, terrified Texas. of crickets. So Corey's like, I'm going to take he her to knew, a hotel with crickets. No, he knew I wasn't staying in that hotel. He knew he better be fine. He knew that going to happen. <laughs> like, oh, we be leaving, we need our refund. <laughs> We're going to go to a non-cricket hotel. <laughs> I had him kill one in the bathroom, like just literally the first few minutes we walked in, and I had to go to the bathroom, and there was oh. cricket in the bathroom, and I had him kill it. And he didn't tell me till later how many he killed in the room. No way. When I didn't see crickets, don't really bother me. They don't hurt you, but they no, just no. creep me out. Well, they make no. If they wouldn't make noise, it's like I... they're little weather stations well they are they are they but are you know i don't mind listening to them when they're outdoors well you don't listen to them <laughs> i don't if the want them in my room below 64 degrees right they don't but know. like i don't want them in my room 
I don't yeah. want them in my bed. Well, mom keeps her house well it's above only 50 degrees, degrees, according to my Apple Watch. So oh, no crickets tonight. Well, it's 1030. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably there. So. Anyway, that's that's all I got. Do you have anything in any other news? Oklahoma. Oh, okay. It's a state to our It is a west. state. We grew up there. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Sooner. May. Boomer. 2021. <laughs> May. Okay. It's a big month for Oklahoma weather. Oh, like a few Tornadoes. months ago. Tornadoes. Yeah. It's springtime right. in Oklahoma. City plowing tornadoes. Oklahoma saw 11 tornadoes in May. 25 in October. Well, yep. this October? This October. Like devastating tornadoes? That's like, like almost twice they as saw many. 11 tornadoes in May, 25 in October. That should tell you something. We didn't have a big severe weather season this you year. You know, we didn't, but this second, quote unquote, second severe weather season is kind of coming up. It's kind of showing out a little bit. They're looking at some more tornadic in a couple of days here in Oklahoma. We didn't even really have any tornadoes. They're, they're, they're in the enhanced fall here, outlook. Spring here. Again. Oh, yeah. Like Western Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, I noticed that, but, you know, by the time it's going to get to Branson. And well, I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm not concerned right. about here, but. Okay, I'm looking. At, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just have general maybe. But yeah, oh yeah. I have uh, my sister used to live down in Oklahoma City just until this past June. Okay. So her kids were terrified of tornado season. Like they wanted to move. They were so they've seen so many tornadoes just in their short amount of years they've been alive, because really? they're right there outside of Oklahoma City where all of them form. Yeah. So well, tomorrow I'm they gonna... live in Miami now, and they're so much happier. Like, <laughs> even though they're still in Tornado Alley, yeah, but still, yeah, it's just, they're so much yeah, safer now. Different. But tomorrow I'm going to stream Oklahoma City weather, so they're in the enhanced over there. So okay, good. There's a pretty good chance that they might see something. I don't know what the tornado five percent. Eh, not too bad. Yeah, tornadoes. It looks like a hail event more than anything. Uh, wind. I was, wind, I, I was just checking that. Uh, hail is yeah, hatched. hail's got a hatch, so that's a, but that's right, like southern, south central Kansas, and then west central mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Looks like Oklahoma City, pretty much like in the hatched. Uh, but it seems like we've had a pretty good second severe weather season this year. I know, More I know, than the first time. I've kind of raised my yeah, yeah, because we really didn't have much this spring. I don't feel like no, we I'm, didn't. I'm looking at the uh, the severe weather page. Of uh, stormdarweather.com. No, no, wait a minute. Is that is that a cool site? It's probably the, it one out. of the best. But stormdarweather. You know, when you bring wow. up the radar okay. on that one, it automatically shows the wind speeds and the temperature. And Springfield's coming in at forty five degrees right now. Forty five. Branson. You know what or, I've been doing? Rich, I, I've I mean, been going to ambient weather. I've been looking at the weather stations around the area that update like every supposedly every two minutes. Yeah. Well, Springfield's like 45 right now. We're, we're coming in at pretty chilly, too. Like 49. Holy cow. Now, th- now this is 1030 at night. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, just, I'm zooming into uh, our radar site Yeah. on stormdarweather.com. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's your house right there that's saying 49 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's my house. And that's <laughs> that's know, where we're you, at right now. You know now. how that's on there, right? Through Mattis, through uh, the National Weather Service, through our 
when we upload to the National Weather Service. That's how that's on. There. Oh, that's so right. Apparently, that's working. Yeah, because the weather station that's on my roof that fortunately, after a couple of years, has not leaked. Thank you, Corey. Um, I trust uh, it's you. It's a now. miracle. Yeah, it, yeah. If I started getting leaked, I was coming for your butt. <laughs> no, uh, we we give our information directly to the National Weather Service. So and I they look use on it. our radar, mm-hmm. forty nine degrees. And yeah. I'm going to ambientweather.com to see what the temperature is, and it's 49.3 49.3. Now, the, the website doesn't do decimals, right? They just do... No, it's just round. What do they call it? Integer? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Well, do they round? So if it's 49.6, will it say 50? Probably. Yes. It will? Yeah. 49.8, it'll be 50. Oh, so, so it's not integer. Okay. Let's see what it says here. All right. 49, so... Well, yeah, Brad, Brad Stations is 48.9. Pretty cool. Of course. That's really cool. I'm gonna be turning the heat on tonight. Yeah. Because I don't like to be cold. And speaking of cool, uh, I looked at the National Weather Service. They issued a six to ten day temperature outlook. Okay. Six to ten day temperature outlook. This goes from basically now to November fourth, which we talked about earlier in the A block that you know we could get some close to freezing temperatures out there but they have the entire midwest in below normal and that extends into arkansas and northeast oklahoma most of kansas uh so yeah we're probably going to be below the average which is 66 66 so there you go Hmm. oh there you go okay got anything else on this day oh i love yeah i love that um, there was an image of Earth produced on this very day. Mm-hmm. And it was the first from a satellite that was launched on October 16th. Okay. 1975. What was that satellite called? Oh, I want to say Titan, but I don't think that's it. No, 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 no. no. It was a weather satellite. Think weather satellite. So it was, goes like 13 or something. No, 1975. No, what? Oh, 70. Oh, I don't know. I goes. Goes. One. Oh, one? That was the first one. Goes one. Oh, my gosh. 1975. Okay. Sent the first full image of Earth. And it was not bad for 1975. I mean. Actually was, not. It's black yeah. and white, right? Well, yeah, but... But back then? Back then, that's amazing. 75? Let's yeah. see, 85, 95, no, 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 no. That's like almost 50 years ago. Yeah. Whoa! That's yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. Of course, I mean, 16 and 17 are nicer. <laughs> well, but yeah. But 75, <laughs> I mean, come on. Do, do we know the status? I mean, are they working on like They're 18? They're working on it. It takes a while. Well, yeah, well, I mean, the technology in 16 and 17, sure. holy cow, was just way. The, temp- the When you come to weather satellites, every time you launch a new one, the technology like triples every launch. I totally believe and so that. And the price. I totally believe that because what we have now and the update rate, we have one minute updates now. Which is insane. It's, I mean, we had ten minute can you updates get any with the last than one. That, really? I mean, seriously, it's in space. Well, I know. Well, how I mean, many mi- uh, twenty three thousand miles up? Yeah. The only thing better when that would be just live, and that's not going to happen. Well, it may happen. You never know. You never know. <laughs> it'll happen it, eventually. Sure it'll happen. And then we're all going to fry and turn green because of radiation poisoning and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. So. <laughs> 
Anyway, I think it's probably time for the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's Fun Facts. It's time for Shara's Fun Facts, and she's over there just chomping at the bit, ready to en- en- enlighten all of us with her dazzling fun facts that she's been working so hard all day. I worked so hard. Yeah, okay. So, people only knew. <laughs> so, Shara, what is this week's Fun Facts? So just to get this one out of the way, because we were questioning the happy birthday song okay. earlier. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of the happy birthday song has a bit of a controversy behind it, with more than one artist being credited with its Ooh, existence. Ooh, really? The song's melody originated from a school teacher's greeting song titled Good Morning to All, composed by American sisters Mildred and Patty Hill in 1893. Oh my gosh. Although this accreditation has been questioned. The first time the combination of the Happy Birthday to You lyrics and melody appeared was in 1912. These first appearances did not include any credits. Updated lyrics that make up the popular tune we sing today was published in a songbook by Robert Coleman in 1924. Um, Many people may not have realized this, but up until the year 2016, Happy Birthday to You was actually illegal to sing publicly. Unless you paid a hefty fee. Oh, wow. Singing it publicly could conclude on TV, radio, or just in a party place. But this was due to the copyright that was registered in 1935 and not set to expire until 2030. This changed recently, though, once a U.S. federal judge ruled that the copyright claim was not valid and the song had no other claim to copyright, placing it in the public domain it is now free to sing for all. Ah, so we so we won't get a strike then. Just to clear that up, awesome. you may now sing "Happy Birthday," yay, all you want. Well, I'm glad because we didn't get a strike when we sang "Happy Birthday" to Corey last week. So exactly, I was I mean, I was waiting for the feds to come after. Yeah, <laughs> good. Okay, I have two like total nonsense facts, and then I have some real facts. Okay, okay. Uh, boy puppies will let girl puppies win when they're play fighting. Oh, really? I know this. Oh, my gosh. Story of my life. <laughs> oh, chivalrous. Um, there's such a thing as a night rainbow. It's called a moonbow. Okay. Uh huh. I didn't know before. this. I, I've heard of moonbow, yeah. Apparently, you can see some really pretty ones at Niagara Falls. I, I, I think that the moon has to be pretty full in order for that to happen, but I have I don't heard even of know that. what the conditions would need to be for a moon bow but it has to be bright be cool to see one one night yeah bright and bright and wet yeah all right so halloween is sunday <gasps> yes so i pulled out my halloween facts do that and then, I, I then i'll play one. my halloween one okay what oh. is that no go ahead okay. no, don't take any away of my facts no I don't step on her facts by the way halloween originated my facts on a different level huh? oh, <laughs> please <laughs> Okay. Halloween originated from an ancient Celtic festival. Okay. The origin, the origins of Halloween date back two thousand years to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Uh-huh, Samhain, uh-huh. which was celebrated on October thirty first on the eve of their New Year, according to the History Channel. You know how accurate are they? Who knows? Well, yeah, <laughs> I kidding. think they're pretty good. Yeah. The Celts <laughs> believe that the dead returned to Earth that night, and so they lit bonfires and donned costumes to ward off the ghosts. Which is why the costumes. Yes. Ah, okay. 
Irish immigrants are how Halloween ended up in the U.S. During the mid-1800s, a flood of Irish immigrants fled from the potato famine to the U.S., bringing the tradition of Halloween with them. The potato famine. The potato famine. I don't know. I have to look that up. That's I was totally say, different that, fact. That doesn't... Okay. All right. <laughs> totally different fact. They had a massive potato <laughs> famine in the Ireland. I don't know. Potato famine. There you go. Okay. The most lit jack-o'-lanterns on display is 30,581 at one time. The city of Keene, New Hampshire, holds the Guinness World Record for the most lit jack-o'-lanterns on display. Oh, my gosh. Keene was the original record holder in this category and has since broken the record 18 times. Wow. Okay. I messed up my phone. Oh, I hate it when you mess up your phone. Trick-or-treating was inspired by the medieval English tradition of souling. S-O-U-L-I-N-G, souling, which involved children going door-to-door on All Souls Day, offering prayers for residents, deceased loved ones, in exchange for food. Interesting. Candy wasn't given out to trick-or-treaters until the 1950s. So it was just cornbread and black-eyed peas and stuff. praying for their lost souls and got food. Okay. Halloween simply wouldn't be the same without those fun-sized candy bars to sweeten the day, but there was a time when trick-or-treaters didn't receive candy at all, but rather pieces of cake, fruit, nuts, coins, and little toys. It wasn't until the 1950s when candy makers began to promote their goods for Halloween that candy became a staple on the trick-or-treating circuit. These days, one quarter of all the candy sold in the U.S. each year is purchased for Halloween. One quarter of all One of them. One quarter of wow. all candy purchased all right. is for Halloween. Interesting. Halloween looks can be silly, funny, or cute, but according to the National Retail Federation, scary costumes still reign supreme. In 2020, the top Halloween costumes for adults were witch, vampire, cat, Batman, and ghost. <laughs> Got a bit Batman. Batman in there? had to evolve. I was gonna say that's just a bat. That's the Batman. only like, other one. That, <laughs> Ghost. Wow. Okay. I didn't know 2020 had Halloween costumes because well, nobody had Halloween. I didn't. A lot of places we did. Not I us. mean, there's still you could go trick treat in Branson, but we just didn't. Ah. Skittles. My neighborhood just gets nuts in Halloween. Well, ours yeah. used to, but yeah. we should just come over here and trick or treat. We're gonna be in Oklahoma. True. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Skittles are America's favorite candy. <laughs> Not mine. Not mine. <laughs> I, I mean, for my 22-year-old, that's pretty much what he eats. <laughs> Everyone, he's allergic, to, he's allergic to everything else, so he yes, can't eat so, Hey, go for it. You know. Everyone wanted to taste the rainbow in Halloween 2020. Oh. According to thecandystore.com, Skittles were the top candy last year, followed by Reese's Cups. Yes! And Starburst. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm a Starburst fan. I'm a Reese's fan. Uh, Silly string is banned in Hollywood on Halloween. Why? In Hollywood, use of silly string on Halloween can get you a thousand dollar fine. Whoa! Guess right. people destroying the town. I don't know. Yeah. Wow, I went through those really fast. I thought I had like too many. I was trying to hurry. That's through. okay. Last but not least, mm-hmm. you know they say the thirty-seven thousand whatever pumpkins. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. If you come here to Branson. Pumpkins in the city. This glowing event with thrilling rides into the night features 
thousands of illuminated pumpkins and non-brightful fun for the entire family. Wow. Check out. Where would this be? Pumpkins in the city. At Silver Dollar City. At Silver Dollar City? Right here in our own backyard. You mean the place that your husband works at? Yes. Well, I have another week before we change over to Christmas. Uh, It ends Saturday, folks, if you want to see it. And it does not disappoint. They got some pretty cool pumpkins. Well, I tell you, I got it. The whole thing is lit. (laughs) It it is lit. You got to go out there. Okay. I I think probably now is probably the best time to to talk about this. Uh, We are, this is our last podcast in October. And if you know what Branson is and been here, uh, Christmas starts in Branson. Christmas starts next week. On the 1st. I mean, around the 1st or whatever. The 1st is on a Sunday. Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. Uh, yeah, it's Christmas. So my schedule gets intensely more. As does Corey's. Yeah, and Corey's does too. And mine's just busy. I don't care what time of year it is. It's well, but yeah, Christmas but you get busier, don't you? I mean, well, you because they're busy. open late at night in Christmas, where there's are not. I'm still open late at night now, so it's just going to yeah, be a continuation. Corey, Corey's going to be just the same. All I know is, you know, it's November, December, and then. I can't wait I can to see him on New Year's yeah. Day. Well, I mean, and if kind anybody, of kiss him goodbye next week and then yeah, say, yeah, see yeah, you and next then wait. year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and in Branson, usually the, the, the Christmas season in Branson is really intense the first three weeks of November. That's where, I mean, all the buses, uh, traffic is nuts. It's hard to get around for those three weeks, right? It's before Thanksgiving. And then it gets once you. It's crazy even the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, Thanksgiving and then. You get uh, Thanksgiving Day, and then you get Black Friday, which a lot of a lot of shows are yeah, open on Black Friday too. After crazy. the shopping in town is crazy. Shopping in town is nuts. So Can't after near the malls. after that, we start kind of slowing down a little bit. So in, in December, we start slow slowing. It doesn't stop. It doesn't slow down, but it's slower. Well, for me, it does. I mean, uh, because the schedule to Hughes, everybody knows I play at the Hughes. We we I think we do eight shows a week. I think it's it's Monday through Saturday at night, and then we have Tuesday, Thursday mornings, and then Wednesday afternoon. I mean, it, it's we do a lot, but then it starts. Our my schedule starts slowing down. And Corey's doesn't. The reason I'm saying that is it, we're going to try to coordinate future podcast really hard but we may have to miss a week or two we, yeah we may have to miss a week i mean or i'll just kind of do one on the side or by myself a, yeah what well, you pod. don't work you don't i mean you, you i'm not working right now so oh, i good. can be here well if i okay then if i if i get like a window i'll say sure come over let's do a podcast yeah, exactly. real quick you may have to bring a four-year-old <laughs> with me but well that's fine we'll, we'll figure that out we'll, we'll get your 14 year old he's super cute he can th- yeah well, as long as he doesn't mess with the high-end cameras over there, I we're good. I don't remember. He likes to be on the podcast. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't miss. I should say, I do remember very vividly. Mm-hmm. I don't miss the show schedule around Christmas. I remember when Corey worked the shows, and, and it was literally like, I mean, it's, I'll see you Yeah, it's Christmas not Day. bad. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's not bad. It just, it just really ramps up. He used up. to do There's three shows show. a day. Right. A lot of Sometimes people do. He used to do multiple theaters per day. Right. He would go morning, afternoon, evening, and he would move from theater to theater. 
I literally did not see him. Yeah, it's just a bustle. And I had to get up at five for work, so yeah. he. I was asleep when he came home. I left early before he got up. That's like Karen. I tell Karen, it's like I think you I see had a it. husband at some point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it winds down once it, it winds down. It does wind down. Yeah. It used to wind down earlier. Used to. It did. I remember his shows would end like December fifteenth. Right, it, it and then we to. were closed for Christmas. Yep. You didn't have anything. That now was it. the shows stay open oh. through Christmas. And yeah. Silver Dollar City stays open till what? Well, December Silver Dollar 30th, City, December thirty first. I mean, well, now now we go. I think the Hughes goes until like the twentieth, and then we've got like four or five days off through Christmas. Then we start back and go through New Year's, which a lot of thing places go through New Year's now. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll figure it out if you know if it's gonna be me or maybe Corey will get a day off or something, and we'll just have another. Part. We're gonna do the best we can. We'll do the best we can. So, and, and especially if, if if something major is coming on, I'm definitely going to do one, even if it's just by myself. So anyway, just expect. We, hopefully, in the perfect world, we'll still have a podcast going once a week. Maybe Sunday instead of Monday, because I have a Monday night show starting next week. So we'll see. Anyway, just wanted to get that out of the way. So let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Storm Dark Weather, weather word of the week. And it's kind of a weather phrase this week. I thought it was quite interesting. It's three words. It, well, yeah, three-word phrase. And I can't wait until you read this. because I hope I say it right. Uh, I, think, I think you probably will. Rain of animals. Is this like when it's raining cats and dogs? Well, actually, you'll you'll see. So yeah. So what? I haven't does, read it yet. <laughs> so what does rain of animals mean? A rain of animals is a rare meteorological phenomenon in which fight flightless animals fall from the sky. Huh. Yeah. One hypothesis is that tornadic water spouts sometimes pick up creatures such as fish or frogs and carry them for up to several kilometers. However, this aspect of the phenomenon has never been witnessed by scientists. Yeah. I mean, have they never watched Sharknado? <laughs> Don't they watch TV? Don't, Don't they watch they Discovery? Watch movies? <laughs> Sharknado was a real thing. Yeah. Now, th- this article, this is actually a Wikipedia page, and it goes in-depth of specific instances. But I've heard of tornadoes hitting the ocean and carrying yeah. ocean life onto land. I've heard this my entire life, that it rained fish. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I believe it. And cows, if you watch Why Twister. <laughs> if you get well, a strong cows, enough water I spout, oh, I, yeah. I believe Why it. not? Why not? I, I, to- I totally get that. I mean, I would highly suggest go to Wikipedia... I don't think sharks are going to come flying no, at you, but are. I mean, fish, <laughs> turtles, yeah. sea life, I could totally see. If a tornado see. can carry mail from Carl Junction to Battlefield, yeah. it can carry fish from the the shore of the ocean. To <laughs> I think it can. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, when you're talking storms like that. Like cyclonic storms, you got some stuff going on. So yeah, I would highly suggest go to Wikipedia, enter "rain of animals," and it goes. And at the bottom, it says it, it'll categorize everything. It's like fish and and crawdads or something, and it'll give you all these specific. And then it'll say frogs and so. I mean, it's really fascinating. I see if you that? Go I mean, I don't see it picking up you know horses and cows and. I think it's dogs and cats. Well, you've never but... seen Twister. 
I mean, Ooh. yeah. Well, yeah. I could to... totally could throw a cow or a horse cow. in there, but is, is Twister famous, like most the most famous movie line? The ever. EF cow. six or seven or whatever it was. No, no. I have to say, <laughs> when I was growing up, though, we knew when a storm but was, it was coming. <laughs> I didn't need to look at the weather. I didn't. Yeah, need, I right. didn't know how to look at the weather. We knew when a storm was coming because our going. cows and horses would get yeah, very active they in the do. field. They Animals would start know. running in circles. For no reason at all. And I remember asking my dad when I was very little, I'm like, why are they doing that? And he's like, storm's coming. They do. They know. Which is bizarre. I just think it's bizarre. Are they reacting to low pressure or what? That's what I know. No, they just sense it. I mean, That's on the table. I, I have no it idea. I never asked one of them. I would think pressure because it affects it humans. Right. Like with the joints start hurting, maybe the cow's joints start hurting. He's like, okay, my joints are hurting. But I'm going to stand remember, under this tree. I remember specifically very many times our horses and our cows just running in circles. Like, yeah. what are they doing? They're just running in circles. Well, they do it in earthquakes too, right? Or is that, that I think they get scared in earthquakes. I don't know. But. Well, I've seen many reports of animals getting crazy. You know, before an earthquake, have mm-hmm. you ever seen that? So it's like, oh yeah, yeah, how yeah. do I know that? A, a, a lot. I mean, I the, had a dog growing up that was terrified of thunderstorms. Her name was Susie. Well, she's not unique, and it <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. But she was an outdoor dog because she was a farm dog. She was a farm collie, and if it was thundering, she was coming in, and she was not wow. allowed in the house. Some she dogs was are not, terrified. And I mean, sh- we had to open the garage and let her in. My daughter was terrified the other night. We had some loud thunder that night. We had night. some loud. It sounded like it was out our back door. Wow. My, I have a an app that tells me how far the thunder is. It said, you have lightning zero miles from your location. No it, way. It was like sounded right like it backyard. was hitting the back porch. It was crazy So loud. you got some intense thunder. And our kids thunder. usually yeah. will sleep through it. Like the last few they storms we've had. They were in our room. But this last time, like, she was tapping to me on the shoulder, like, Mommy, I'm when scared. When was that? That was... Saturday? Friday Saturday, night? Early Saturday morning. Probably Friday night because because Garen was gone, and she usually will go get in bed with her older brother. Okay, yeah. She came to me and wanted to know if she could make a pallet in my floor. A pallet? Well, there's not a whole lot of room in our bed for no. that many kids. Well, duh. So she'll make a pallet beside me on the floor... Where I can hang my arm over the bed and she can still hold my hand. All right. Whatever works. Whatever Mother of mom, five. Whatever yeah. mama needs to do to get some sleep. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> if you want to sleep on my floor, more power to you. To, to keep the kids calm. That's it. That's right. No, but but like the, earth, the earthquake thing with animals. I mean, the only thing I can think of is animals have so much higher sensitivity audially and their feelings. Is it a frequency feeling. thing? I think it's a free because an earthquake we can start picking up, but if there's just a little rumble, I think animals can. But think about sense that. like think about like the dogs that are trained to sense when their owner's blood sugar is off. That's bizarre. Or they're about to have a seizure. Yeah. Or you know, I mean, like their senses now are COVID so dogs. much stronger yeah. than ours. I mean, I love it. They sense it well before it happens. So yeah, and can warn their owner. That's just crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. The the. The the seizure thing, I think, I can understand more than the blood sugar thing. So it's I like, feel like they could develop weather models better than what we have. Exactly. Let's get the dogs. <laughs> like on. they yeah. need to let the dogs do it. They need to let the dogs predict the weather. 
Well, I feel like I was uh, skipped on my fun fact. Oh, that's right, Corey. You got it. You got a fun fact. So, okay, what is your fun fact? You know, let's talk about music and the music history. Yeah. Of you know, in the '60s or so, there was a man by the name of Phil Spector, Mm -hmm. and I. He was a music producer, and he produced many, many, many hits. Oh yeah. I feel like his name was Spector. Ooh, scary. But uh, there is one man Phil Spector was afraid of, and it was his number one competition. Michael Jackson. No. No, okay, what? His name was Gary S. Paxton. I was going to say, you're bringing up Gary Paxton and the Monster Mash. What what did Gary X. Paxton produce that is the number one Halloween hit? The Monster Mash. The Monster Monster Mash, Mash. yes. We knew Gary X. Paxton. Oh, yeah, I I knew him personally. Great Great guy. His daughter still plays. His daughter's still playing. In my theater. Right. She's still working at the hospital. If you call the hospital, she answers the phone. Five years ago this year, and here in Branson. Five years? It's been Amazing man. Talented man. He's a great guy. Yeah, he was his daughter. He, he was super a, talented. He was too. he was a cool guy. He was a, he was different. But he was see that's the thing cool. I knew because I work with him in the studio. It's like he he is different. Great guy. Yeah. But he's his intelligence when it comes to music was so far beyond. I know he was odd, but it's like here, try this, and you try it. It's like oh my god, that so works. He was a patient. He was brilliant of for a long time there. Towards his towards the end, he was a patient frequently because he was a very sick guy. Yeah. But loved, brilliant guy. Loved He's taking great. care of him. The stories he could tell. Oh my gosh, I bet. The people he <laughs> had met. Dr- I mean, his daughter can play the drums. Pretty oh, good. yeah. Oh, Deborah does. His yeah. daughter can sing like nobody's oh, yeah. business, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, your story, yes. Well, I, almost, oh, your oh. I almost included Gary Paxton in my facts, but oh. I did not just because I think the I had. The Monster Match, I hear it every day at work. I think I had done it in the past, oh, yeah. and it's so like I didn't want to. And he produced that. He didn't, you know. He didn't do it uh, or sing the, it. The singer no, was but he, uh, he wrote it Gary, it. Uh, no, uh, no uh, Pickett. Pickett uh, was his name. Uh, shoot, you had to slap that on me now. I don't remember. Bobby Pickett. Bobby, okay. Bobby Pickett. But he produced the song, the and it was it. huge. Huge. It's a great and song, like actually. 70s? <laughs> well, you know, the parodies, Steve Martin did the parodies. And yeah. then, uh, I mean, there's like tons of parodies. I mean, good for them. It's a great he song. He used to sing it. He would come in for surgery when I did pre-op. No. And he could sing it in that perfect voice. <laughs> did the monster match. And that like, was 1962 that it came out. Oh, you know, and it's still played. I wasn't born yet. <gasps> I wonder who gets the royal. I mean, a lot of people get royal. I wonder, did Deborah it get came out in the U- It came out if in the UK first. If he's got first. it set up that way. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah could. It, according to my records, it came out in the UK before it came out here. Well, I yeah, I, I, I well, it's, it's probably a trust, I'm sure, because it's, it's like the Golden Girls. You know, I'm sure Betty White still gets. 1962 is a number one oh, yeah. hit. Betty White's what? It, they actually it got a lot of backlash at first. It was saying it was too scary. On oh. Garpax took a while Garpax to Records. Oh yeah. really? Pretty cool. Well, yeah, and then it's too scary. I and wish the, we could then have, Michael Jackson came along and exactly. then it's like Whoa. I wish we could have Deborah Paxton on here. She's an amazing woman. Like oh, I she love is. her to death. She is She's amazing. If you've not ever got to meet her, go see her shows in Branson. She always talked to me at the hospital. She Ran the front desk. She, oh, that's she right. has one of those voices. She answers the phone if you call Cox Branson in the evening. And she has that perfect voice. Yeah. Phone, the phone voice. Like, she's amazing. 
That's yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, because she's doing Oh Happy Day, yes, with uh, Gary Kariba in uh, Oh, what's her name? Alan Asbury. It, well, and, and uh, uh, Kim, Kim, Gar- say Kim Kariba, his yeah. wife. Yeah, I, and I subbed for them a couple times. Uh, all yeah. of them, amazing yeah. people. Go fun, see their show. Fun, 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 fun. So I think they start uh, the twenty seventh is their last show of the regular. They season. only do so many. They only yeah, they do, don't like, do the much. So just just go but... to hughes brotherscom and see them. Anyway, plug. Plug for Brands my plug. my thing, you know. Chris, come see our Christmas show. Come see all the shows or whatever. I've never seen your Christmas show. Maybe I should come see. We it are going to have to come see your Christmas show this year because we've never seen it. Well, like I said, I don't get to too many shows, but well, when well, I don't get to any shows anymore. Well, I know, but remember, I told you, like my handbill number that I arranged is has a flavor of tra- Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, yeah. we're totally going to have to come see your show. Sure. And then Christmas after that, you, then you can leave after that. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> show up. For, when's the handbell show? What time? We'll be yeah. there, and then we're leaving. opening in the second half. So there you go. <laughs> Oh, okay. You should hear my four-year-old sing one of the songs from your show. He sings Geronimo. It's hilarious. oh, the Geronimo. <laughs> it's adorable. That's great. Yeah, that's fun. It, now I will say there's going to be uh, there's talk of a lot of changes next year. The Hughes oh. Brothers show. Well, we've been doing this you're show due. for it's like four or five years. It's yeah. time. Yeah, you're due for and, a change. And uh, I'm ready for some more work, and I'm the arranger. So Jason has. This Keep is you the busy time. This winter. Well, no, this is the time. Uh, I've told everybody. You know, my off-season is really my on-season. Everybody's off-season is my on-season because I'm trying to get everything ready. And Jason Jason Hughes has got a whole bunch of things he wants to change. So if you didn't see our show, come and see it tomorrow and Wednesday. See it now because it's going to change. And it's probably going to be a lot different the next time. It is a good show. Now, does all your shows have Christmas shows there at the theater? Like, do they revive? Do they keep going? Do they do Christmas? Oh, you know, actually, I don't know. I don't I wonder know that. about that. Uh, I will. I can find out. And what does your show do? Do you do like a half of a normal show, or do you no. do all Christmas? No, the Hughes See, Brothers most do shows all in Christ- Christmas. At Christmas time do we like have... half of their normal, and then they switch to yeah, Christmas. Well, at... that's kind of a fad that's been yeah, going yeah, yeah, on yeah. In, in in Branson. No, uh, our show is total Christmas, Christmas A to Z. Well, we do cool. the first half, and they, we may change a number. It's got a lot of really cool uh, arrangements of things, and the second half. Is the sto- is a story? It's a storyline, and it hasn't changed in years. So, in the past, however many years you worked, how many this are? is this is actually my eleventh year. My eleventh. So, year. Christmas does your bus traffic pick up? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it used to. Oh my gosh, COVID. yes. Does it well, still? But, but even last year, because we were, I'm I'm not saying we're at the end of COVID by any means, but we had been through it a year. And people were kind of wanting to get back, so right. we had a lot of lot of people. I'm thinking to when Corey worked theaters, how many buses did you get per day in the fall, on oh, average? It, well, Yakov did pretty well. One, I mean, we we would well, have, Yakov would, yeah. We would have 48 buses a show, and they had to greet was each and every one. Well, of Well, that's those what shows you did when I worked there. And right. then he did the right. same thing for the Starlight. I wouldn't get home till 12:30. But, but, but that was down from when he worked at the Grand Palace, where he would have oh. 60 buses per show. I yeah. think Shoji's would have anywhere from like 30 to 42 mm-hmm. buses per I show. I remember Corey having to go to work and early. Walk-ins. And walk-ins. Yeah. I mean, that's he was a video him. guy. That's what but paid he had the to bills for the buses. entire year. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. They had to go meet buses and they had to get on the bus and greet those I would those do that. I did, I did that too. Yeah, everybody that I was available had to go out and greet the buses. The band. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Corey, the band and like, and Corey the was the backstage tech crew and they yeah. all had to go greet buses because that was the money maker. loved it. They loved it. I got them laughing though. Yeah, Corey was good at telling jokes. So I go and say, "Okay, great. 
Hey, welcome, bus. Here's the yeah, show. Come they, on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. G- go to go and to. And they your, all come in, uh, walking, carrying their flags. Go to your Cracker Barrel now. You need to go and do that. So we. Need to- <laughs> anyway, we diverted. So I digress. I digress. But yes, this is our last regular podcast. Hopefully, next week we'll be back doing that. So I'm going to pretend we're going to do that. When does your Monday show start? Next week. That's what I say because Corey's off next week. Corey's, they're closed all next week to get prepared for Christmas. We don't, we don't start Christmas till November 6th. Right, so they're closed oh, all next the, week. Well, let's, let's at the talk. Branson Christmas Elite or Silver City. Okay. Well, yeah. So. One of the top Christmas locations in the country. Well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's Branson. So <laughs> they're, they're starting to Silver put all, all the decorations in town. I see all the crews. They're already, up. They're they're already, already up. on right now. On our way here, I, we yeah. were looking at Christmas decorations oh, yeah. downtown. Downtown and at the hospital already has them on. Oh, yeah. The big the big old tree down there yeah. right at the roundabout. That's yeah. crazy. Yep. That's crazy. Anyway, so I think what we're going to do is just get a wet Wednesday, Thursday, and possibly Friday with a good soaking rain, maybe bust that drought and then get some cooler weather into the start of Christmas season. So, Corey, got anything else you want to add? Um, Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. uh, Veterans Day. Well, we'll, we'll, it's going to be a Well, Veterans Day is 11-11, well, yeah. You're going to have Halloween, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving. It's gonna pass so fast because you and I are so busy. Oh my gosh, that is gonna hit us out of nowhere. I may be doing a podcast by myself. Yeah, you might have to. You might. I'll teach you how to do it. (laughs) I got all the files. We could could do it. You know. Well, the good thing is, is, is at my theater, uh, the Hughes are a Mormon, wonderful Mormon family. We do not work on Sunday, so I've definitely got Sunday off. So we'll try to figure out how to do that. Sherry, got anything else you want to add? I'm out of information. You, you, you're, you're eating M and M's. You're ready to trying to stay awake. Trying to stay awake. Well, we've gone long enough, so let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our wonderful website at stormdarweather.com Well that does it for this time so join us hopefully next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Stormdar Weather